Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hi, this is Roy Green with Beauties and the Beast. Each week, Catherine Swift, RoyGreenCanadians.ca, financial columnist Linda Leatherdale, and former member of Parliament Michelle Simpson, who was the seatmate to Justin Trudeau, all get together with me for a completely politically incorrect, truthful session. We are joined by a former Liberal Member of Parliament, who I know has a lot of thoughts on this, crossing the floor issue. It's, of course, Beauties in the Beast time. And I'm speaking of the former seatmate to the Prime Minister of Canada, Michelle Simpson, who once said, move them or lose them. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Good afternoon, Roy. Did I, did I wake you guys up? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Leatherdale. Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. How are you, Linda? I'm great, Roy. And Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, former CEO and President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, described as Canada's most powerful woman. Hardy, har, har. Hi, Roy. So, so, hi, it was a great photograph. Hello, ladies. <laughs> great photograph of you and your, your son uh, dancing at his wedding. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, yeah, I have a married child. <laughs> Makes you feel old. Now, now when, when did that what happy event it? happen? Oh, the event happened back in, in late August, but all the photos are just sort of coming out now, you know? Okay, because so, uh, I thought it happened a little while ago. Yeah, but... it, was. it was. It was in August, but um, like I say, the, the photos and the videos, we're, we're, we're getting them all now. Okay, I just thought you were marrying them all off in a hurry. <laughs> well, I'm trying, but, you know, this, this doesn't seem to be working. So By let's... Way, fabulous show today, Roy. I was actually driving back from the cottage, and I heard the whole... Shebang, and what a what a great lineup you had today. Well, thank yes. you, thank Not you. Catherine. You don't always, but I mean, uh, Bonnie Lissick, who I uh, I've always had nothing but the utmost respect for, and of course Vivian Krause, who uh, again, anyway, you had a bang up, uh, bang well, th- up group. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And here we are with the bangingest up group of all. Well, well, <laughs> number we'll one, end, end it with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> number one in your pro- number one on your programs, and number one in your hearts. <laughs> the beauties. Michelle, what do you uh what do you make of? What do you what are you thinking about? What are the issues that interest you about crossing the floor from a government party to an opposition party which happened this week with Liana Oslev and and how do you feel about moving from one party to another as opposed to moving from the party and sitting as an independent? If you oh, can't you know stand what? the boss anymore. I have no use for floor crossers that at least won't sit as independents. Why? You know, I'm looking at recent ones. Uh, Belinda Stronic, that was an opportune moment because she wanted to stay, uh, you know, in cabinet. David Emerson... He got elected as a liberal, and before the ink was dry on his election, he crossed to the conservatives. The one man I had a lot of respect for, who ended up dying at the end of the day, was Chuck Cadman. He left the conservatives, sat as an independent. At least I can deal with that. But, you know, I think the latest one had more to do 
with her not making it into cabinet because she started negotiations with the conservatives exactly at the time that Justin rejigged his his cabinet and she didn't get a, a, a place around the table and I can't shake that. Okay, Catherine, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I actually have some sympathy with, with Michelle's view on this. I, I don't really like the notion either of, of floor crossers. I think you're elected by, you know, constituents under a certain banner. Uh, you should at least wait till an election or, like, sit on as an independent or whatever. Um, and in this case, and by the way, I live not, this, this isn't my riding, but it's just south of my riding, actually. So I, I'm close to this riding. And the, this particular individual, and I, have no, I don't know her, you know, I have no sort of views, positive, negative, or otherwise, uh, but... Um, she won by a slim margin in the last election, and I know in the 905 around Toronto, which is what the band that I live in, I guess, um, there were a lot of liberals elected because there was kind of a Trudeau wave, and the expectation in very, very many of these writings is they're not going to go liberal next time. <laughs> they're they're yeah. disenchanted with the Trudeau wave. Um, and I, I wonder, again, and again, you know, ambition is perfectly legitimate, but I think in this case, the likelihood of a liberal getting reelected was getting very, very dicey, and therefore, you know, fortunes about being reelected were the dominating factor in this decision. And that, Linda, is one of the key reasons why I feel if somebody is going to cross the floor, and there's a difference, as Michelle said, and as I think Catherine also just said, if you're crossing the floor to another party or cross, or leaving the party to sit as an independent, big difference. But I feel it, it's, it is incumbent on the person who has made that decision to sit with another party to tell the people who are paying the freight why and to be specific. If, 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 the, if the feeling is that this country is being driven into the ground or that we're having problems internationally or something's taking place that is to the detriment of Canada, we have a right to know. If it's so significant that uh, one MP says, I've had enough, and suggests that, I, have to be, I, I don't want to mis misrepresent what she said, but I asked her if others might feel the same way who'd been in the military or sitting behind Justin Trudeau with what was going on with veterans. It wouldn't surprise her, if I understand correctly, Ms. Alslev, and I, I respect her for being a member, uh, being a, a veteran, wouldn't surprise her if others felt the same way. Linda, what are your thoughts? Sorry for the long question. <laughs> well, you know what? Quite honestly, I don't think she should come clean on what it is. But I have a sneaking hunch that what Michelle and what Catherine just described as an opportunist is probably the real reason behind this. Yeah, the Trudeau government is leading Canadians down a dark path, and we know what's going on with NAFTA and so many different things. But again, I have no respect for anybody who does not have respect of democracy. And yep. she was elected as a liberal. Go and sit as an independent and do the rightful thing. Okay, so there are unanimous opinion then among the, the beauties that if you're going to leave a party that you're elected to be a member of Mid and to represent your citizen independent. Yeah, absolutely. You're in, or you're, you do it at, right at an election where you say, okay, I'm changing, you know, I'm changing uh, team jerseys here. Right. Okay. Let me take a break. When we come back, uh, one of the questions I raised with our good friend Scott Newark, I'd like your thoughts on, uh, is it time to elect judges? And then we're going to squeeze in the, the story that ran on uh, Global News earlier this week 
More than 50% of illegal border crossers, or irregular border crossers, as Mr. Trudeau likes to call them, had some kind of U.S. status when they crossed from the United States into Canada, some more than 50%. We, we don't know how large that number is specifically because, uh, as, uh, as we've been told, a good number of individuals who crossed from the New York into Quebec threw away, uh, first locked, and then threw away their mobile phones. So f- there was no information on them that might have been on the, on the mobile phones. Ms. Leatherdale, we're going to put you on the bench. <laughs> I'm on the bench. You know, Roy, I, I've been back and forth on this. I've been reading a lot. I've got to say, I don't have a problem with judges being elected because I agree and I listen to your show. All too often now we are seeing this activist come out. Somebody who is appointed but under a liberal prime minister is, tend to going, is going to tend to make those decisions in favor um, of partisan. Or at least that's the that. perception, right? That's a perception, but we seem to be seeing it more and more. Mm-hmm. Now, I listened to your last caller. Maybe there's another way to get around this, because I think he agreed that we're seeing it happen. How do we fix this? But again, I go back to democracy. And the people, I believe the people should have a say. And am I right, Roy? South of the border, I believe judges. They do. They elect judges except for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Supreme Court, yeah. they, they have hearings, as is happening now with uh, with uh, Justice Kavanaugh. He's a, he's a judge in, the, in, a, in a senior court in Washington. But now that he's being nominated for the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, they're holding the hearings. And, and you can see uh, the ugliness that exists in the political arena. But I tell you what, if, if Kavanaugh is, is guilty of what his accuser is accusing him of, then that guy should, he shouldn't even, not only not be on the Supreme Court, he shouldn't be a judge anywhere. But is that, is, is the truth being told? This is, this is, this, this, Catherine, is one where you, I don't know that there's enough time before they, before they make the decision for yeah. people to know what really is the it's truth crazy. is. It's crazy. It's it's so crazy. I, the Kavanaugh thing that's probably a topic for a whole other <laughs> yeah. a whole other segment uh, because it's a, it's a lot of stuff going on there. But it, in terms of you know, I, I'm conflicted. I must confess because there's no perfect system. Electing isn't perfect. Uh, neither is appointing. One thing I would love to see is term limits. So I mean, judges they could be elected uh, or sorry in Canada appointed sorry <laughs> at the age of say 50 or something. They're there till they're 75. That's true. Um, it's, you know, it's a long, long haul. I mean, I'd like to see term limits for politicians, too, because I think once you get really ensconced, and there's no downside to making wacky decisions, and, and this case in Ontario, you know, with the, where, where this judge um, made, and, and anybody, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but I read the thing, and I thought, one, one of the paragraphs was crickets. I don't know if you saw the decision, but this was on the, you know, Ford's use of the, uh, right. or Ford's, um, you know, cutting on uh, Toronto Council in half. But there's, there's no question there are activist judges. People that pretend otherwise are just not either paying attention or maybe they just agree with the activist judges, so they're happy to see it. Well, and you know, you know that it exists when, 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 a higher, when a higher court slaps down the other court. But but they don't always. No, but they when they, when, when they do, when they do, you know that there's that there's well, activism. Yeah, and and that that decision this week in the Ontario example, mm-hmm. they basically said this judge was wrong. I mean, it was it was couched in a little more polite language, but not that much more polite. But I, I just feel 
this notion that somebody can sit there for 20 or 30 years yeah. and, and be very immune to any, uh, you know, attempts to get rid of them or whatever, that, that to me is a problem for judges or politicians or, frankly, whoever. Yeah. You know, uh, Michelle, years ago we had a conversation about senators. Oh, God, we've had lots oh, of there's them. There's another one. There's had lots of them. But somebody said, well, so when would you know when it's time for term limits, when it's time for a senator to be removed? And I said when they have to excuse themselves twice during a committee hearing. <laughs> you know, Roy, I, I'm not in favor of elected, uh, you know, judges, because we're going to put another layer of politics into this. I am in favor of term limits, and if they want to get appointed... They should at least, our Senate says, when you turn 75, you're gone. But, it, but, but Catherine's making the point it should happen before 75. Yeah, oh no, exactly. Well, there should be term, there should be term limits, limit. say, say eight years, just to, to throw that out there, which is what the U.S. has for its uh, presidents, right? Yeah, but it's not likely they're going to appoint a 67-year-old judge. Probably not. Yeah, but they stay on until... You know, they're in their 90s. No, it's 75, isn't it? No, down in the States. Oh, in the, the States. Roy. Well, yeah, in the States, they get in elected. Canada, all yeah. the All the Supreme Court, yeah. Yeah. Well, look at Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg there. She says she's going to be there when she's, she's on life support. <laughs> she falls asleep all the time. <laughs> Which is okay, because I do too. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the, the bottom line, though, is the stakes are very, very high yes, they with are. our judiciary. Yeah. And should we not maybe have a little more, um, you know, consistent way of ensuring that they are, you know, meeting expectations? Well, is there a question then to be asked, is it too frequent that legislation that is debated and passed by a legislature, provincial or federal, winds up in front of a judge who then has the power to overrule the legislature. Does that happen too often? Should there be some, some hurdles, some, 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 some stops uh, in place where only under certain circumstances can legislation be overruled by a judge? Or does that just complicate things beyond the necessary? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that, Roy. I agree with yeah. that. I mean, the, the thing in this Ontario example, because it is the most recent one that we were dealing with, was that this judge, that the initial decision that said they didn't have the right to you know, deal with uh, the Toronto Council, um, they basically twisted the law to make it into a constitutional issue, which it wasn't a constitutional issue, um, and that's ultimately what the, the, the higher court you know, concurred with. But, you know, you're, you're right. There should be some kind of constraints uh, when you have a duly elected government uh, on their ability to make decisions. And, of course, these days what we see, again, take the Ontario government, because these days the, 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 um, you know, the, the left, uh, t typically left-leaning third parties, which I know you were talking to Vivian Krause about earlier on the show, Roy, um, you know, they're getting, the Ontario government's getting sued by Greenpeace right now. They're getting sued by all manner of, of these third-party groups. This is all going to wind stuff up in the courts yes, to is. one degree or yeah. another. Yeah. There should be constraints on yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. If you have a, if you have a, an agenda and that agenda is uh, is understood, then then you should be stopped. Okay. Uh, speaking of stopped, we're out of time. Oh no. Oh. Sure. Oh, that's a quick. That's the way it happens. Talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Ab beauties. Absolutely. Okay.
Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.